listening to Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, Sarah Ashley, Sean Moriarty, and Roxy Noberry. I'm not, it's not like we're going to be copying Anna Ferris's podcast because it's pretty new, especially since we've been doing this shit for like four years. Mm-hmm. But does, is it going to seem like almost that we're caught because we've heard her do improv sketches and shit? I think on her would, podcast. I think it would basically come across as like copying because it's not like we've intended to do legitimate improv. But let's be fair. All improv is copying in some way. Like it, whether – okay, so we, we do improv on fucking Nerds on History. We just do it in more Herald-like form where it's structured and then we go back and we fix some couple of the spots. We do very minimal mm-hmm. retweaking it once we actually get it, get it going. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and besides that, like what else are we going to do? Like scenes from a fucking hat? Like, like whose lines anyway? Oh, in this scene, all of a sudden, Sean walks in and he's naked. What's the shocker there? Well, that yeah, I'm always not naked. very That's good not for a shocker. audio, That's not exactly. good. and it's also an oh, audio yeah. format, so you know. <laughs> yeah, no, but like we've said before, you can actually hear my penis once it's been unraveled. <laughs> yeah, Sean you actually. You like to think Sean's like, penis actually has sonar. No, no, I. Here's what I'm thinking. I like to think that like Sean's penis, when it is fully unraveled, as he said. <laughs> um, it's, it 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 sounds like that video of the guy who's like <laughs> sorry Aunt Teresa sorry Aunt Teresa oh. just saying That's no my penis is more like Warren from something about Mary <laughs> oh, I thought you say constantly Warren. asking if anybody's seen its baseball wow it wears headphones. God. I thought you were going to say Warren from Empire Records, and I was like, what? <laughs> That's <laughs> what I was thinking, too. Stop Hold on, calling what, me Warren. My name's not fucking Warren. <laughs> yeah. Every time my penis buys CDs, I'm like, rap, metal, rap, Mariah metal, Carey. Whitney Houston. <laughs> for my girlfriend. Sure it is, Warren. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I just don't, I don't know. It's really not that great. I've, tales of my penis have been f- very exaggerated. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, I suppose we could probably ask around, but but the tale of its demise will not be exaggerated. <laughs> <laughs> the rumors of your of your penis's demise. Yeah, he, there you go. The rumors. Sorry, I didn't have that quote down perfectly. Yeah. Do Do you think that your penis will die before you? Yeah, it does for all guys. That's why they make pills. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like legitimately die, like. Like shrivel, full on cell death. Like like, like full on necrosis. Like off. it's just this black. I just said full on necrosis at the same time as you were both such fucking dorks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Do I think that'll happen? Um. Now that I'm married and I'm and I I'm I've clean bill of cock health. I'm pretty sure. I'm not gonna say any guarantees, but I'm pretty sure I can't do anything to it that's gonna make it fall off. Okay. All I mean, right. I do frequently like lightly close it in the oven door just to feel <laughs> something sometimes. <laughs> just to well, feel no, they feelings. Have the, like, part that's you know kind of cushiony that doesn't like it, I don't <laughs> let it slam on there, but I just lightly close it in the oven door that I open. Now, is lightly this... close it in the oven door again? Is this when you're preheating? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, Jesus. I like to do it on on uh, low broil. <laughs> oh I preheat and then I only go up to low broil, so it's all the heat's on the top. Because <laughs> yeah. that's where my dick is. I, I don't think it's gonna fall off. I think it might be taken off. 
I think it might be taken from me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think Katie might give it the Lorena Bobbitt treatment if you do something yeah. to really, really piss her off. That is also possible. So yes, it. You know what, Sarah? To re-answer your question, it's probably gonna die before me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, good to know. So be kind to your penis. But which is cool because I'll be able to speak at my own dick's funeral. Usually, the the, the person and the dick die at the same time. <laughs> But I'll be able to you Googleize my own penis. You Googleize. Do you, do you have the googly plan for your penis? <laughs> I do, and, and it's we'll very be... similar to the eulogy from The Big Lebowski. It's like my dick was a good bowler <laughs> and a good man. In your wisdom, you took him, Lord. <laughs> like you took so many men. Case <laughs> on the Hill Three Fifty Seven. <laughs> so, what the fuck we, does anything have to do with Vietnam, Walter? Can, can we uh, can we call Sean Reek after that happens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reek. We can. It's Reek a explained. Game of Thrones reference. You wouldn't know because you don't watch don't the watch, show. I know. But it makes complete sense. Trust me. Yep. Okay, let me pretend that I know though. For let's 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 edit, let's edit this so it sounds like. <laughs> 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 Game of Thrones. Oh God, that show's great and popular. <laughs> <laughs> well, anywho, I'm sorry you don't like the fantasy genre. No, I do. It's just an intimidating amount of fucking content to get through. I just had, I had to, if I would have to turn in my DC nerd card if I didn't just burn through a season and the first three episodes of the newest season of The Flash. Mm. I'm catching up on shit in order. Eventually I'll get to Game of Thrones. I'll be the guy 20 years from now who's like, hey, I fucking just finished Game of Thrones. And everybody's going to be like, it would be like if someone now is like, hey, I just finished The Sopranos. And they're like, nobody cares. Wow. You know, it's like for me, I mean, it used to be Game of Thrones. Now it's like I haven't seen a single episode of The Walking Dead. And I don't care if I ever see an episode of The Walking Dead. I heard the newest, the newest, like the season premiere of season seven was basically a snuff film. But they don't really show the snuff filmy parts. They kind of cut away. Sort of. So it's not really anything like a snuff film. No, you see enough (laughs) of it that it's dramatic enough. That was, uh, that episode was hard to watch. Okay. I've heard a bunch of people are bailing on it. Uh, yeah, I think a few people are. Um, what's really interesting about it is it was the first one in a, like, okay. The problem with that with that episode is that the storytelling of it wasn't great. So, like, the actual structure of the episode was a little weird because you, you're seeing Rick kind of go through all of, like, it's, I'm trying to keep it spoiler-ish free, but you see Rick kind of go through this mourning, but you don't know who he's mourning for yet. And so it's kind of like this weird, awkward tension, and you're not and then fully. Do you see shit in like flashback to yeah, yeah, tell but you? you're but you're okay. just like not fully invested in his struggle at this point because you don't know what he's going through. So yeah. if they had played it more chronologically, I think it probably would have been better. Either which it way, it turns out. Yeah, either way, Rick's dick died before he did. Yeah, it was dramatic. Um, <laughs> but I will say. <laughs> That it was, it was still, I mean, it was still really hard to watch. It was pretty devastating and at the same time expected in some areas, but it was the first episode in a long time to get me really invested Mm. in those characters again, I guess. So I'm sticking it out, but that's just me personally. That's crazy because you say that it's not, you don't feel invested at the beginning because you don't know what he's mourning for. Yeah, it's it's the people, it's everybody else. It's not Rick's struggle that I care about. I stopped mm. caring about Rick a long time ago. Um, yeah, he's more just kind of like the momentum that keeps the story going. Basically, yeah. There's there's other people in this uh, in the show like Maggie and stuff like that who like are way more important to me 
that is the reason why I keep watching the show. So, did you see that, everyone? You just did improv and you didn't even know it. Actually, you did. Everyone that's listening, none of anything we said was true. We just made that all up and seen. <laughs> and, okay. on, and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nerds on Film. I'm Brian Moriarty. I'm Sarah Ashley. And we don't know who my character is yet. Let's poll the audience. Who am I? Oh my God. Shut up, Sean. <laughs> all right, Sean. Cool. Awesome. Sean. All right. And then we need a place. Where is Sean? Up your own ass. Okay, all right. It's a little different, but we're going to go with it. <laughs> By the way, this is my best impression of Sunnyvale comedy sports people. Okay, so then uh, we're going to need... What are we doing? What is Sean doing up his own ass? It seems like there's a limited amount of things that they could be doing up there, but you know. Reading a book. Reading a book up my own ass. Okay, awesome. All right. And then Brian, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Let's ask the audience. Ask the audience. Librarian. With a gun. I heard I heard librarian with a gun. <laughs> naked librarian with a gun. Because when you're naked and with a gun, you're extra scary. That's why the naked gun movies were actually some really dramatic horror films. <laughs> okay, okay. So, Brian, so, Brian, use that. Sarah, who are you? I'm an audience member, clearly. <laughs> yeah, so you're an audience member. So you'll just be sitting there and being disappointed in this low-level improv, and you'll probably <laughs> ask for your money back, yep. and you won't buy a T-shirt. So, ready? Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. <clears throat> Here we go. Hello, and welcome to the library. Oh, my God, sir. Your head is up your own ass. Yes, but I am currently reading 2,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Thank you. Please leave me alone. <laughs> you know, I'm just curious. Have you checked out A Wrinkle in Time? It's actually a really magical story. I wonder if you would enjoy that. I'm checking out some wrinkles. They are definitely not in time. <laughs> There's also a polyp. I should probably have checked out. I kind of don't like the whole proctology thing, but I'm thinking at this point it's that or death. I don't want anything terrible to happen, like my dick dying before me or anything. You know, I sit... In this goddamn library, day in and day out, listening to people hold on, hold like on. you, I can't hear you. Let me with pull their my heads head up their asses. Ass. Let me pull my head out. To finally. Holy God, he's got a gun! <laughs> Why did nobody tell me he was pointing a gun at me? I have dealt with all these years of people with their heads up their asses, and then you come in here with your actual head up your actual ass. Oh my god, I'm sorry. I can't take it anymore. Oh I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna shoot his dick off. I'm gonna shoot his dick off. Oh my god, you guys. Scene. <laughs> That was actually some pretty decent improv. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was actually not that bad. You guys can keep my $2. And yes, I will buy your comedy sports with a Z t-shirt. <laughs> All right. Since you participated, we're going to take a terrible photo of you with a Polaroid camera and stick it up on this wall of indiscernible, horrible <laughs> Polaroid photos. I'm sorry. This is so specific to one comedy sports that we used to go to. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my god oh, to laugh. that was great so uh if you if the audience can't tell we don't have a topic tonight <laughs> uh we, we, we don't so, know what we're doing no 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 so first of all first of all roxy is still recovering from the plague um 
which See? is really just exhaustion because she partied out really, really hard for no, the Halloween party. No, it's not exhaustion at all. She's actually mm-hmm. I was because I partied with her. She oh, had, so she was already sick. No, she just she had two drinks and but like she we stayed up only to like maybe two. It wasn't that bad, but she is legitimately sick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we hope Poor that she girl. gets better. It's not. Soon. It's not party sick. She's legit sick. Um. So, folks, last month we talked about doing a dramatic reading from son-in-law and there's <laughs> Which, a couple things honestly, about that would have been really funny <laughs> would have been really funny but then lawyers it's more get funny involved. as an idea to talk about doing it than actually doing it I yeah think. exactly and then lawyers get involved and that's not that's no not lawyers great. are coming after us brian we're nothing you know but the case in point there is you know hopes we have to jump through and we just didn't have time to prepare uh, we all have very busy schedules. Uh, that's not really an excuse, but mail culpa. Contact the studio who made Son-in-Law and get the rights, and then, yeah, we can do it. Um, They'll probably say they didn't make Son-in-Law. It's it's like it's like, <laughs> I, it's like Frost Nixon. You're not going to be able to get him to say that he made Son-in-Law. No, I don't think... I, you know, Son-in-Law is not that bad. No, I it, love it. It's a pretty great movie. I mean, we've talked about this before. We haven't talked about it in a long time, but we've talked about it before. I unabashedly love Polly Shore movies. I don't know why. <laughs> they're dumb. Wait a they're so Which dumb, ones? but they're entertaining. All of them? Yeah. If you say in the Army Now or Jury Duty, this is over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I love In the Army Now. I love Jury Duty. I love Biodome. Oh, I love Encino Man. These are great oh, fucking we all love films. Man. Yeah. But That's they're the OG dumb. Polly Shore movie. We yeah. all love a goofy movie. Oh, a goofy movie? Leaning Tower of Cheese. <laughs> uh, that he was fucking high as shit in that movie. That character was high as shit. Mm-hmm. It was brilliant. Yeah, he's eating six cans of Easy Cheese at a time. Yep. Yeah, we- I've done it. And guess what? I was high. Speaking of which, this episode is brought to you by Willie's Reserve. All right. All right. So we're Can't, actually going to do instead we'll, we'll, because um, another movie people don't care about is we're going to watch. We're going to read from another movie. <laughs> That Another is, movie people is, don't uh, care Thanksgiving about. themed, and that's Brett Ratner's cinematic classic Tower Heist. Oh my god, that I saw that once and it was utterly forgettable. Yep, which means that the authorities won't remember that we did it. So here we go. I'm kidding. I'm no. kidding. Folks. All right, I'm gonna do. Uh, but I'm Alan Alda. Can we talk? I'm, my car I... is made of gold. That's it. <laughs> I ruined it. I'm sorry. Can Can I talk about Goofy movie though? I feel like we've never talked about that movie on this podcast. And it's fucking fantastic, you guys. Like, Powerline, those songs <laughs> are just so goddamn good. <laughs> I, like, I'm not even kidding. Like, once every three months, that eye-to-eye song gets stuck in my head. And I have to, like, blast it on repeat on my car ride home, singing at the top of my lungs, because it's amazing. I don't think I know what song you're talking about. Say it. Sing oh, it. my God. You don't. Oh my god! No, it's no, the song you, that it's it. the pop had, star that they go to see at the beginning of the of the movie. At the end of the movie. End of the movie. Sorry. Yeah, you've never, you had, you don't remember that one. If we listen to each other's hearts, we're fine oh, never too far that's apart. Right. And maybe love is Yeah, that song was like a hit. On, remember, Disney Radio was a thing. Oh yeah. Yep. Dude, that song yep. is fucking sick. I love that. That is a pop classic. You at can least, look into someone else's heart, I mean, but you need a knife. <laughs> or you know one of those uh, those little scopey things that doctors yeah, use yeah. now that are far yep. less invasive mm-hmm. than a knife. Or if you're the Flash, you could phase your head in, look, and go, yeah, everything seems in order here, and then pull it back out, and you go, 
Oh wait, but no, they died. He can do that. Yeah, he the can flash phase through people. Is because he, his body is so fast. It gives him, grants him a couple other abilities. Mm -hmm. One is he can phase through matter. Mm -hmm. The other is his body heals incredibly quickly. And time um, travel. And time travel is the other one. Is it he can Ooh. go? You know, actually, what was I watching? I watched that. Uh, I watched this back a few months ago. It was uh, one of the. It was like a cartoon movie for the Flash. It was Flashpoint Paradox. Flashpoint Paradox, and that oh, was yeah, it's great. Fucked. Yeah, they just covered the Flashpoint Paradox uh, in its own way because they don't have the whole gamut of DC characters. But they did that on the Flash. Oh, really? Well, they're sort of. They probably haven't ended it. It's probably going to end mid-season finale. Because they started out with Flashpoint where he like went back and did – I don't want to ruin anything for anybody. He went back and did something that changed the timeline. So when he comes back, he realizes that everything's all fucked. So then he goes back and fixes it again and then comes back and everything's still not quite right. And he realizes that he's never going to actually be able to get to the, where he was that first time. It's always going to be slightly different. Mm -hmm. We're seeing how he's dealing with that. But I have a feeling that eventually they're going to – there's going to be a close in that specific arc. On the TV show? In the mid-season yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. one, yeah. I haven't yeah. watched any yeah, of the Yeah, because show. in the fucking comics and in that movie, it's nuts where it's like, oh shit, I went back and fucked everything up and yeah. Bruce Wayne died instead of- Oh my uh, God. It was... of Thomas and Martha Wayne. Martha Wayne became the Joker, Thomas Wayne's Yes, Batman. and it's so good. I was like, I was watching that and I was like, holy shit, this thing just blew my fucking mind. It was amazing and I don't yeah, think- Yeah, the I've... Flash is the shit. I don't think I've ever cared about a DC anything that much. I yeah. think you should watch because the first two seasons are on Netflix. You uh -huh. should watch The Flash. Mm -hmm. um, are the TV and shows I know you, Sarah. Worth it? If you watch the first episode of The Flash, you're fucked. You're gonna have to watch the rest of it forever. Yeah, so yeah, here's yeah, the thing. That's probably me. Yeah. Like any CW produced show, some of the some of the plot points get gimmicky at times. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you do a 23 episode season, they're not all gonna be winners. Winners. Yeah. But. My here's I, I told Sean this and he followed me and he, I was right. If you can get to the Christmas episode on the first season, mm -hmm. if you're not in at that point, then fine, whatever, do your thing. Mm -hmm. But if you're if you can get that far, I guarantee you you're gonna watch the whole rest okay. of everything. Okay, because I I mean I've been, I've watched a lot of Agents of Shield at this point. I've watched a few, like the first two seasons or whatever, and I'm done. I'm so done with that show. I'm over it. Yeah. No, no. This I, is way different. I made it one season. It got stupid. Because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., because it followed the procedural timeline for a while, this isn't as procedural. There's definitely a freak of the week element well, to I, it for, I got for a lot meta of, of the week. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. stopped doing the procedural thing after like that first half season. So I got past that point and got into the actual like arcing storyline. And it's just bad. It's, it's the script is stupid. I don't care about yep. the characters. It's yep. just bad now and it was supposed to be this huge build up to inhumans and then making inhumans movie yeah. and then now they've scrapped all that pretty much because they've noticed the loss of interest in shield and the sh yeah so i but but the problem is is that i'd probably have more interest in that in a cinematic realm than on mm. abc tv which is going to be cleaned up a little bit and yeah so I, it just the, it's actually the the family family action element of it that's really bugging me especially when you have jessica jones and luke cage and daredevil to compare it to from right Marvel well it's properties. definitely it's definitely you not going to be as it's definitely not going to be as uncensored as those films are but mm -hmm. it, those i should say those shows but it is a little bit edgier because it's on cw yeah so okay i think it's worth it all right all nerds right. on television yeah right yeah cool so film all the stuff. cool shit's moving to the smaller screen anyway maybe this is time for a for a sea change Roxy, sorry you weren't here to decide, but we're nerds on TV now. Fuck movies. Well, I mean, 
haven't we are haven't we argued this before that you have to film television shows so <laughs> i mean yeah you could make that argument if we're doing like only one camera television shows sure but like i think ntv which is a concept that we've kind of tried baking up a couple times before mm-hmm. if it were to ever work would be something that i think it has to have a slightly different format than the show that we're on right now yeah show that we're doing now yeah um that being said, um, what I haven't actually had a time to go to the movies, but you know what I did see mm. in prep for Halloween mm. is that TCM was doing their Universal Monsters movie marathon. Mm. Mm. And I had never actually seen the original Boris Karloff, The Mummy, mm. until this weekend. So I watched it. And it's interesting. This, this weekend at the time of recording. Yes, which is right now we are recording on October 30th. I know, guys, a full three weeks before you're getting ready to chow down on some turkey and whatever. Not Sarah, because she hates turkey. Mm -hmm. Um, Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes and ham. (laughs) Um, But we did that, and it's interesting to to compare that to the 1999 one that, or 98, whichever one it was, the one that, the original Brendan Fraser one, and see how much is similar that they literally borrowed for the sake of the new film, and how much is different. And there's, I think, elements of both that I like and that I wish could be put together into, if they were to remake it, take the strongest elements of those two movies and then put those together and then add in the accuracy to Egypt, which is horribly inaccurate in both movies. I know. I was going to say, that's how we see which is the best one. We show Eric both of them and then we somehow measure the level of stroke he has during each one. (laughs) And whichever one he has less of a stroke during is the better one. Well, the one plot point or the whole whatever device that they can't use is that in the original one, Emotep has supernatural power over anybody from an African bloodline because like, because exactly. So he has, you guys can't see the look on my face right now. It's not good uh, because the, the, the main heroine of the movie, because she's half Egyptian, he can exert supernatural control over her and hypnotize her. And there is a servant who is of Nubian descent who is also subjected and they even call him you're not allowed to say servant and nubian in the same sentence anymore brian well that's the and that's the that's the that's the shitty thing is they actually say that well so my god you've made him your slave i'm like "Mm." but it's a different kind of slave it's a mind slave and no historically the nubians were enslaved by the egyptians but it's not a pleasant reminder in our current context or in that context either so by the way mind slave the new terrible show by Chris Angel coming out soon, like Esquire. <laughs> that could be our, that should be our improv name, Mind Slave. Basically, just ba- it basically what it does is it turns whiteness into a superpower against a mummy. Well, no, but so but like, Emotep just... is Egyptian. His character yeah. he plays is Egyptian, but he's a lighter skinned Egyptian. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah but when was that movie made? 1930 what? 1932. I think. Doesn't make it okay. 1932. So yeah, it's 1932. Everyone's terrible people. That, yeah, that, that's fair. In comparison. <laughs> The, the yeah. amount of socially acceptable racism at that point is far, far higher than what we would yeah, have There's had a whole bunch of today. crazy racist people running around eating grilled cigarette sandwiches. Grilled even, cigarette sandwiches? I don't even, don't even what? ask. Don't, don't, don't read too far into it. You'll go cross-eyed. But here's the thing I think is funny is that um, not unlike when I saw the original Bela Lugosi Dracula, it has no film score to it. And uh, it has only the opening... Uh, music score that is from Black uh, from Swan Lake that they use uh, in lieu of the um, 
of having any other original theme, original score, and it's the exact same theme that they did for, mm. for Dracula. And I was like, huh, this seems Idea. like it's a little canned, a little recycled. And it's because it was. Sure. We put the score from the... Brian barely said Black Swan there. We take the fucked up score from the Black Swan and we put it into the old mummy and we put it on YouTube. And oh, that's it's briefly why. like a thing. So Carl Lemley... Direct, uh, produced he all wasn't even paying movies, attention. He I don't Dracula. think he heard me. <laughs> sorry, no, I did hear you. I was just ignoring it. Um, Carl Lemley, direct, or sorry, I shouldn't say direct. He produced all those movies. That's why he, they did it that way. Mm. There's your answer. There's your problem. There's your problem. Okay. Okay. Good talk, guys. <laughs> <laughs> trying to bring it home. Trying to make it somewhat cinematic. Yeah, talking about cinema. Well, I finally saw The Big Short. Oh, what'd like, you think of Big Short? Like almost a year later. Uh. I liked it. I was actually, I didn't realize that the storytelling was so unique in that with, you know, breaking the fourth wall and having like celebrities explain having the celebrity, which was helpful. Yeah. At times. Definitely. Because I mean, like truly conceptually, like that's a, that movie is like, if you didn't have all that, it would be hard to understand. Like I am not well versed in housing economics or economics in general. <laughs> so like, and and especially, I mean, like that 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 shit is purposely confusing for people because that's mm -hmm. how they're able to dick people over, right? Um, yep. And so, yeah, I actually thought it was really well executed. I was kind of surprised. I felt it was a little weird that there was like, here's all this stuff going on that's all intertwined on Wall Street, and then you got the guy in California with Christian Bale and his his storyline barely overlaps. So yeah. I just thought mm -hmm. that was really interesting, except for, you know, just him being the first guy to catch it. And then, like, then he's, like, completely sidelined at the end anyway. Yeah. Yep. I just, I thought that was really fascinating. But I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was. Is it not angering? Every time, I've seen that movie three times now, and every time I watch it, I get more and more pissed of the state of the affairs. You know, I'm I'm because it's true. They are doing that. They're they're figuring out other ways to do these fucked up subprime mortgages. And yeah, buddy of mine who graduated with a finance degree said, oh, and guess what else? Once the housing market crashed, people figured out that they could turn it around and make less money, but still keep making a shitload of money if they created predatory loans like that for people for expensive cars. So they're doing it to cars now yeah. and not the housing economy. Yeah, actually, John Oliver did a really, really good piece on that. Uh, um, my, my, yes, it makes me angry, but I only have so much energy to dedicate to being angry in my life, you know? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And if I, I, I'm having, I'm actually going through like a, a personal thing right now here on the, the cusp of my 30s. Uh, where the the hard cynic uh, on one side of me versus the idealist who feels like we can all do better. <laughs> yeah. They're kind of like button heads right now. So I'm kind of like having a hard time. I'm like trying to consider myself an optimistic realist and I'm having a hard time dealing with that. So, yeah. you know, it's yeah. just... I'm going through the same thing too. Well, yeah. I'm more... I started it when I hit 32 where I was like... You know what? And I know it's going to be hard for you to believe this, but I, I also was like, I don't have time to be this upset about other things. You guys don't see that because I do choose to still be upset about podcast related things, which is oh, reflected yeah. in the in the text thread. Yeah. But <laughs> that is. But true. there's tons of other shit that I guess we you have to start letting go of at a certain point, or else it'll con consume you, right? Well, yeah. And I spent actually 
I mean, when I was in college, I actually set myself into a, I mean, there were many other things going on, but I was, I had a nice long bout of depression because among personal things going on in my life, I was so concerned about what was happening during Bush era international politics Yep, and other things that were so upsetting to me that I, I mean, I was, you can only take the world on your shoulders so much. So mm-hmm. I had to kind of learn a lot of a lot of that go, and I'm I'm kind of going through the same thing again that I'm trying to like, yeah. like I prevent myself from going into a depression because I can't take the weight of the world on my that. shoulders, one thing at a yeah. time. And I know that I'm like, I save puppies and kittens. That is my yep. good contribution to the world, and I'm kind of okay with that right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think- post pictures of beers on Instagram. Yeah, what? <laughs> I post <laughs> pictures of beers on Instagram. I'm helping alcoholics to visualize <laughs> their next small goal before they can get to it at two in the morning when they're looking at Instagram. <laughs> you do you do God's yeah. work, sir. <laughs> That's the Lord's work. So by the time this episode drops, the the play that I've been acting in uh, will have just closed, uh, which is Major Barbara by George Bernard Shaw, and it is actually very politically politically relevant because even though it was done in 1905. Uh, the, the the themes of the, the military industrial complex um, and, you know, this whole inter, inner struggle of uh, pragmatism and idealism, I think are still absolutely relevant. And it's funny that that's the themes that the play deals with, because th- those are the I think in, in my life, those are the themes that I've been kind of struggling with is I'm kind of like you, sir, and thinking that I have these very hardcore ideals of how I think. Mm-hmm. people should treat other people and how the mm-hmm. world should be and at the same time i find myself having to temper that much more with with a pragmatic approach of yes that is true mm-hmm. and that's absolutely okay to feel that way however there is some elements of real reality that you have to kind of dose in well yeah like you can't change the world overnight and you accept know? Yeah. yeah and for a firm idealist it is very hard to to negotiate those two mm-hmm. you know? so brian is your play relevant uh, to today now from because it was a 1905 military industrial complex and how that sort of morphed and almost turned it's like it's almost like a military industrial complex renaissance now that we have the military technology complex where instead of you know the, it fueling a huge industry even though technology is an industry that it's all technical now and we're all like we're questioning how much of this technology we should be using in this climate is that why it's relevant now no it's so let me give you the brief Plot point. So there's this. It's keep in mind it's set in England, mm-hmm. uh, at a time where the the royal family was in a very and the peerage was a was at a slightly higher status than it is now, socially speaking. It's still highly favored. It's still seventy five percent of the population still favors the royal family and stuff. But at this point, it was even a little higher. Um, it's a it's a family of noble blood who their father Andrew Undershaft is the head of a munitions company. <laughs> Wait a second, hold on. You can't just say Undershaft and not give me a moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, go on. Uh, so the funny thing is, so he's he actually separated because to make a long story short, he he was adopted, and the 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 tradition of the company that he's inherited is that your successor has to be adopted. You can't pass it on to your sons. And that's pissed off his wife, so they separated. And so he hasn't seen his kids in years. Um, and his daughter, Barbara, ended up joining the Salvation Army and became a major in that. And so the the reason why that's important is the Salvation Army and its, insist- its obsession, its inception, has made fighting poverty a very, very important part of its mm-hmm. platform. But 
they're as they're fighting poverty by giving people you know food and shelter they're also using that as the opportunity to be missionaries and preach mm. salvation at them undershaft's argument through the entire play is well look come work come live with me come live in my compound where he's essentially made this small little city where everybody works for him and everyone is well paid well cared for he said fine preach to these people that they're not starving to death you know but he said, yeah, that's true, but you you make fucking weapons. You literally manufacture murder. I can't support that. And her fiancé is asked, because they find out through a very common period of time, a uh, very common twist of this period of time and plays uh, through a twist of fate, he also is uh, a foundling. I mean, in other words, uh, legally an orphan. Uh, he positions himself in a way to be the adopted heir to the to the empire. I'm spoiling the whole play for you guys, so sorry. Uh, or uh, movie, because they did the movie of it in like the 1940s. But I don't think anybody's pissed that they missed that 1940s movie or missed the play that ended way before this episode came yeah. out. But the the inner struggle is the same thing, is that her fiancé shares her sentiment of being anti-war, and now he's potentially the heir of this entire munitions factory. And he wants to try to flip that and make that into like this weapon for weapons for good. For, for the right just causes. Rainbow cannons and hug guns. <laughs> right. He would use the, the munitions to fight very what world the world accepts as actual evils in the world. He wants to give munitions to and lower the cost and give them to the masses so that he can put, they can put the lower class and the upper class on a level playing field. And essentially not communism, but in a similar sense of, of leveling the play, playing mm-hmm. field economically. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what with, and that's what the play deals with plot-wise. That's what the play deals with ideologically, and um, and it's just it's very deep and very very fascinating. I think, and it's just odd how it paralleled the inner struggle I'm having in my own life mm-hmm. as I got that part. So, um, so there you have it. Oh, this awesome. took a really philosophical turn. Uh, yeah. So you know. So what do we think it's all about? Like, why are we here? So I'm going to defer to us watching death. We're Monty here Python because of Dick and the death. meaning of life. I'm going to say we should watch Monty Python and the meaning of life as reference. Did he say blessed are the cheesemakers? <laughs> oh, fishy, fishy, fishy. Um, yeah, exactly, right? Um, uh, yeah. Sorry, guys. I didn't mean to get things all deep and everything, but. I know. Well, it did. Oh, Brian, you always love to get deep. <laughs> here, let's. But you know what else is a, is a, is a deep philosophical movie? But it's also light and humor. I heart Huckabees. There you go. There, there I there's fucking love that movie. There's our segue. Yeah. There's our segue. That's a good one. So many people have said that they want to like that movie but feel nothing throughout it, and I fucking love that movie. It's very dry. The humor yeah. is very, very dry. Yeah. Except for the part where Naomi Watts puts on a bonnet. That's just like absurdly hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> no, and the part where they're fucking <laughs> where they're just throwing the ball in each other's faces and shit. And Mark Wahlberg is amazing in that movie because he's the one that's over the top and not not as subtle and not as uh, as dry as everybody else. He's just like in your face the whole fucking movie. Mm-hmm. That's where we're going with that. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, I'm curious. What would that sound like? I just wanted to mention Mark Wahlberg once in a podcast and then move on. All right. <laughs> really? No, we're not. We're not talking about Mark Wahlberg anymore. You don't want to talk about Mark Wahlberg? Wait, hold on. I'm trying to think of a really creepy quote from fear that I could say. Hold on. Do you actually, off the top of your head, remember quotes from Fear? I watched the fuck out of Fear. It's okay, true, let me did. explain this. You know what? Let's talk about Fear for a moment. Oh All right, God. let's talk, talk about, about the unsung movie Fear. Now, 
in order to talk about fear in the manner that I'm going to talk about fear, you have to be sort of transported back to when I was in sixth grade. <laughs> now, and Mark, and Mark he's Walter. like, imagine sixth grade, Sean, so I'm in stalking sixth, so girls. I'm in sixth grade, right? And my father's Catholic, so it sucks, right? So, like, I want to go see an hour. Okay, hold on. I'm not going to do it like that. So, let's talk so, about the fact that Mark Wahlberg was transitioning from rapper no, to Wonder Woman model to actor no, at this point. No, Brian, that's not what we're talking about at all. That's okay. not what we're talking about at all. <laughs> so, I'm in sixth grade, and my friends were like, hey, we're going to go see the movie Fear without our parents at the Oak Ridge Mall theaters. The shitty ones, not the fancier ones that they have now. And I was like, cool, let me ask my dad. And my dad's like... No, no, you can't see that movie. I saw the previews for it. I know what it's about. It's rated R. You can't see that movie. So, naturally, it became a goal that I must attain in spite of my father. So, that's where it starts out why I give a shit about fear. So, with much badgering, I break my father down. And once it's finally coming out on pay-per-view, I'm like, Dad, can we just rent a movie on pay-per-view? Can I please rent this fucking movie? You can watch it with me. So, I watched it. And it freaked me the fuck out. And I actually really enjoyed it. Then again, I was in sixth grade, but it's yeah. like the same how we watch movies that we loved when we were younger now and go, it's, I still like watching it, but it's mm, it's not. Yeah, not best. great. All right. Now to extrapolate the philosophy behind the writing of the movie. Field. <laughs> <laughs> so Jesus like people Christ. are scared when their daughters get into trouble with mean guys. Sure. You're welcome. Scene. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. I think the first rated R movie I snuck into was phone booth yeah in the theater was phone booth that's fucking crazy the first movie i saw that was r-rated in the theater i snuck into yeah we bought tickets for a movie okay so it was at one of the centuries where they played two it was either the 25 or the 23 or some or not the 23 the one that played two 22 and there was some i think it was like harriet the spy or something was playing one we're like we're gonna go see that and then we ran over and watched the boxer instead with uh daniel day lewis that was the first Mm. r-rated movie i snuck into Mm. And that movie was yeah. just okay. Yeah I, yeah, I find that funny. You snuck into a, da- <laughs> a rated R Daniel Day Lewis movie. Sean oh, had, had a developing complex taste in cinema. Even <laughs> <from the younger laughs> age. I did seriously. I did see move. I saw a lot of movies in the theater that people were like. You saw that movie in the fucking theater, and I'm like, yeah. But like, I didn't see it till like last year on Netflix when it popped up, and I was like, no, I went and saw The Ninth Gate in the motherfucking theater. <laughs> <laughs> um, my friends wanted to go see E.T. Oh, Jesus. But I snuck into a Truffaut film festival instead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, Brian, do you remember when your brother, who I'm possessing right now, and you went to see a double feature at the Stanford Theater <laughs> of two Alfred Hitchcock movies, The Man Who Knew Too Much and The 39 Steps, complete with organ accompaniment? I do remember that. Oh my yeah. god, you guys! Yes, it is one of the best and best restored and most maintained old ass motherfucking theaters <laughs> in the entire Bay. I'm sorry, Dude, oh you know god! It was Alan and Samuel L. Jackson were inside me at the same time, having this like vanilla chocolate swirl sword fight in my butt <laughs> oh my as god. ghosts. And yeah, I'm sorry. So Stanford Theater is amazing because they still, I mean, it's still open. If you guys haven't seen it, it's one of the movie palaces left, still left in the Bay Area. And they every Christmas they do uh, they do on Christmas Eve they do it's a wonderful life, but before Christmas they do a program that's a combination of Shop Around the Corner and Wizard of Oz, and we went there we did that Vanessa and I, and we got a large popcorn like a bucket popcorn, two candies and a soda, and they said that'll be nine dollars please. 
And I was oh like, my God. Wait, what? It's like, that'll be $9, please. Like, You're like, not 50? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah. Which would have been like twenty five if it was at a a regular movie theater. I was like, I fucking love this place. If you can handle old movies, I fucking love this place. That's also where I saw Vertigo actually, uh, and seeing Vertigo in that screen was awesome. You know what? This actually helps us move on to a different subject. Okay, okay. good. So, why are they only charging you nine dollars over there? <laughs> it's because they're taking classic movies that are easy to get the rights to show, and they can actually make money. Off the motherfucking tickets. In case any of you guys don't know this, movie theaters make dick on tickets. I think the percentage is so low, it's not even significant of what they make when you sell. They sell tickets to a movie. That all goes to the studio pretty much. It actually depends. So there is, uh, what's the word? Limited engagement, which is the first two weeks that a movie is open. Mm -hmm. And in that case, the majority of the ticket sales do absolutely go to the studios. Um, but after that point, depending on how successful the film has been, they can either pull the film altogether, uh, and if it's been doing well at that location, the theater has the option to buy the print, and then they get a higher percentage. Or they will renegotiate the percentage uh, to give them a a higher percentage uh, as the film gets on longer and the studio has made back more and more of its money. That would explain why... That would explain why when you go to a movie and say, like, back in the day when they had real projectors, mm-hmm. which wasn't that long ago, but still, when the projector would f- fail or something, they would give you tickets, like, free tickets to see a movie. And again, but every now and again, you'd, you'd look at the bottom and realize it said no limited engagements. Like, you couldn't use it to get right. a free ticket to a movie that was that new because yeah. they right. weren't going to make any money on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But with these old movies that are second run, I mean, so you can do a second, because I actually looked into this because one of my pipe dreams in life is owning my own movie theater. Brian um, wants to be the old fuck in fucking last action well, hero. No, first he eventually was, with the rundown. No, the majestic. Yeah. Um, oh, so okay. first of all, but with more movies that are like from our generation, like upper millennial to Gen Y people, like that's the kind of movies I want. I want to show. Um, so Jim Carrey movies all the time. There could be a Jim Carrey festival, absolutely. Um, but the thing is, in order to get that, in order to really get... <laughs> you just get... said that without any... Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But um, <laughs> the, the the thing is, because I did the research into it, I found out that in order to get those licenses <laughs> to be able to get those prints of films... And those, oh, um... thank God. I thought you were researching a Jim Carrey movie festival. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> in order to get those licenses, you have to join NATO, not the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, NATO. the National... <laughs> The, the, the National Association of Theater Owners has the same acronym. It's kind of fucked. Um, but so well, are they going to have a throwdown like the WWF, like the World Wildlife? If you're not a, <laughs> exactly, if you're not a member of NATO, you can't. You, the, like the libraries are pretty much cut off to you, and you have to, and it's a lot of money to join it. <laughs> but basically, for these older films that don't that aren't subject to the same you know, intellectual property laws, some of them are even in the public domain at this point. These theaters bought these old prints, and that's why they can make a shit ton of money off of it, off of the ticket sales, and plus also the Stanford's uh, pet project of the Lucille Packard uh, Foundation. So they mm-hmm. get a lot of funding from them as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, to to continue how erratic this episode is becoming. <laughs> new improv. I'm sorry, I was laughing hysterically to myself thinking about an improv idea after you said the NATO thing. Okay, so I'm... The person who gets to tell I'm I'm the guy who who's like part of the film NATO who's gonna give you the theater, right? You 
are the dude who's trying to get the theater who misunderstood, so he went and started his own fucking country so that he could get into NATO and then just so that he could actually fucking have a Jim Carrey film festival. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah so, so we can have a Jim Carrey film festival. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Once again, this episode is brought to you by Willie's Reserve. <laughs> I'm sorry. I haven't mentioned. I said that a couple times, but I, I think I only described it to Sarah. Willie Nelson has his own weed. It's very, very strong. Oh my god! It's wonderful. And Colorado is a magic wonderland. And hopefully, after this election that we don't know the results of yet, because we're recording this early, a bunch of other states are going to jump on the bandwagon, including California. Yeah. So okay, Brian, you're the guy. <laughs> Hi. Yes. So I'm here to uh, to to claim my movie theater. To claim your movie theater, okay. So do you already have the space? You already have everything. I have the space. The space. I, I filed the, the paperwork. It's, been, it's up to code. I, I went up. I went to the UN and I got all of my. You know, I got recognized as the observer state, and then UN. Uh, so you call that your your place is called the UN. Let me look at my paperwork here to see if it, the UN theater. No, no. I went to the United Nations. I went to the United Nations. That was part of the rules, right? So I was told in order to be able what? to join NATO, I had to be able to be. I had to be a state in the North Atlantic. And that I had to, you know, agree to all these previous treaties and pacts about, you know, um, being able to come to the aid of the United States in times of, of peril. Or if another state gets, you know, attacked, I have to come to their aid. So I've got, like, an army of... They're just two guys that I gave Nerf guns to, but they're pretty cool. And I think they're, they're pretty good shots. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm terrible. I can't hold it. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Professionalism, professionalism, professionalism. Uh, go on. <laughs> So like I said, um, Stan and Bob, they're, they're really good with the Nerf guns, so I think they're, they're, they're an awesome army. But anyway, I had to go through all these, you know, these steps, and I had to come up with a name. And so basically, I'm, I, I just really want to have a Jim Carrey film festival, but I had to go through all these fucking hoops. And I didn't know that like a country could also be a movie theater at the same time. I'm, I'm so, going to have to stop you right there. I this is oddly enough this is not the first time that this has happened. Uh, it is the first time that someone has taken it to the extent that you have, however. But um, the NATO you're thinking of is not the NATO that we represent. It's the National Association of Theater Owners. I know it can be confusing. We're still in a legal battle with actual NATO, but when you have a shitload of countries with a shitload of militaries behind you, it's really like hard to. I took I, out a mortgage. <laughs> on my home to create my country. Damn it, the Principality of Backyardica will not stand for this. The <laughs> You um you called your country the Could you say that one more Backyardica? The Principality of Backyardica. That's right. That, and I am the Prince of Backyardica. I'm Backyardican. Like actually it's Prince of, it's actually Backyard, but we are all Backyardican. So that I think I'm still like working a... out the actual name of the country, but Backyardica that... is the one that frequently goes through my pot dreams. So I gotta, I gotta tell you that just sounds like a, a sunnier, more croquet-filled movie starring Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke. <laughs> Dude, you just want to come over to my house and watch Jim Carrey movies? I just, I really I, just want to watch Jim Carrey movies and share them. With I kind of do, but I feel like I also have to figure this shit out with the other NATO people, and it's a three-way thing. It's us. And it's the fucking country NATO, and it's also the National Association for Terrible Ostriches, which is a small <laughs> one. They're in Australia, but they keep fuck like they have the they have the domain name. They they of all three have the domain name. God damn it! They're supposed to have .com.au, fuckers. I know. 
I know. It's, they're actually at dot .tv. That's apparently still a thing. Scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, you guys. Okay. That was horrible. Okay. Actually, that, was, that one was, it was actually, together. It was two guys with a Nerf gun. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. Okay. Okay. Can I pose one for you guys that I want to see you try and act out? Because I pitched this on the nerd thread one morning as I was listening. I was learning about... The Census Bureau of all things. <laughs> and I Wait, pitched, I don't like where this is going. I pitched this as a short film idea one morning on my way to work because I think it could either be really dramatic or really fucking hilarious. And I want to see the hilarious version of it. <laughs> so, Brian, <laughs> you are uh, a census taker during the zombie apocalypse. And Sean... <laughs> You are a guy who literally just had to murder his own wife who had just turned into a zombie. <laughs> okay. 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 No problem. I got this. Oh, God. Oh, all right. All right. Uh, hi, I'm... Uh, oh, my God. I thought you were a zombie. Jesus Christ. I almost hit you in the face with a fucking axe. <laughs> oh. Sir, put the axe down. Oh. I just want to ask you a few questions. Is that okay? Can we sit down and have some coffee? We don't have any food! Okay? <sighs> My... What? Okay, well, fine. Then maybe you can just answer them in the doorway. Um, can, can I have your name, please, sir? Jim. Jim, Jim what's your last name? It's Parsons. Jim, Jim Parsons. <laughs> Is there ever told you that's like the actor? From Big Bang yes, Theory. I, I, no, no, nobody's ever said that. Oh, well, fun little coincidence. Yeah, go figure. Um, so I'm curious. What is your marital status? I'm a widower. What is this for? <laughs> the the census? I Is that still a thing? I mean, I, I swear, I saw zombies fucking skull fucking the president on television. Is the government even still a thing? Um, as far as I know, yeah, I've been, I've been away on business, so I don't, I, I don't know what's going on. Oh, wait, the whole fucking world, where were you on fucking Jupiter? Do we selling Bibles on Jupiter? My wife is fucking dead. I was in Utah. Oh, that's kind of like Jupiter. <laughs> there's not a lot of people there, but, the, but they all have several wives and don't like alcohol. <laughs> All right, go on. What we're? I'm sorry. I just my look. Look right. Look behind the couch. What the? Oh my! Oh my! Oh my I God! I know, and I know you can't tell because I hit her in the face with an axe, much like I almost hit you in the face with an axe. Wait, what? But what she the, was a zombie. What I the? What? What is going God. on? So you have no fucking. Well, who? You have no idea. How did you fly here? All planes have been eaten by zombies. I drove. Well, that explains why uh, there was no traffic. Yeah. No, oh, but, uh, shit. Maybe the burning cars and the people hitting their wives in the face with axes <laughs> maybe fucking gave you an idea? <laughs> I'm so, so sorry, sir. Sorry. But before I go, I just need this to know one not, more thing. No, this is not your fault. This is not your fault. Sit sir, down. Sit down. Sir, it's sit down. Sit Jim, down. I'm, Mr. Parsons. I'm, you're going to sit there and I'm going to make tea is what you're going to do. All right, fine. Mr. Parsons. I should probably be going, but before I need to go, I need to ask okay. you one very important question. Yes. What's your political affiliation? <laughs> That's where we end it. <laughs> Scene. 
Oh my god, you guys. I almost went to the point where I was like, okay, so she wasn't a zombie. <laughs> but, because, like, but that's how we're playing this. So like the way I imagine this movie playing out is totally like some guy who like he's fully aware it's the zombie apocalypse, but he took an oath as a census taker. And it's been ten years since the last census, so he him being the last guy left in the census bureau ends up walking so is through he like ash? Yeah, Where kind he of has like, like a fucking like a clipboard as his hand. No, not well, not quite like that. But like basically has to walk through the zombie apocalypse as best as he could can get through and take the fucking U.S. census for all the population that's left. And like I imagine him like like going like getting some updates from a you know poor mourning family and all this other wait, stuff. Wait, wait, wait! Don't stop describing it. Uh-huh. We're doing another one, Brian. <laughs> now you're the guy who fucking just murdered his wife. Sarah, you're the Census Bureau person. <laughs> no, I'm the guy who just murdered his no, wife. No, 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 no. But just because, just because the scene, like I imagine, is like, like walking through. It's like, okay, so we've got four of you that live in this house. Okay. And then he goes and he knocks on like the next door and he's talking to like the next people. And then in the background, you just see that whole family get murdered. And as soon as he's like, <laughs> as soon as he's done with the senses on that, and he turns back down the street and he sees the whole murdered family. And then he just like crosses the whole thing off. That's more of a sketch, I think, than an improv bit. That's brilliant. Oh, my God. Oh, God. No, but Brian, let's seriously, let's do it again. Okay, Brian, now, since you're going to be the husband now, in order so that we are an equal opportunity podcast, you're going to, you you just killed your black Jewish husband. <laughs> black Jewish husband? I can't. Yeah, I, that's so rare. And then, like, the census taker's like, oh, you're so progressive. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Let me tell you something though. It does, all that shit doesn't matter. The brains still look the same. <laughs> when they're on the end of your axe. And they were your whole world. <laughs> god, that's dark. Jesus Christ. I, I, was having, I was having such a hard time not laughing. I just th- okay, seriously, that I think it's like such a fucked up scenario, but it would be awesome as a short Where were film you or on something. Tumor? I no Utah. Oh, okay. That's like the same thing. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh my god, you guys. Uh, my face is hurting actually. I, I think it's spending. fun to do a topicless episode every once in a while, even if only half of it has to do with movies. <laughs> the rest of it's just been us fucking off. Yeah. We hit philosophy, oh, television, of which, improv. I'd like to end on something that is actually very apropos, if that's okay. Go right ahead, bro. So since we're a few days away in future world, uh, of <laughs> <laughs> since we're a few days away, <laughs> since we're a few days away in future world to Thanksgiving. Hold on, hold on, Sean. Cue back to the future music. <laughs> <laughs> we're almost at Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and I just want to say, first of all, I'm really looking forward to Doctor Strange. Sean, 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 Sean. Insert it yep. as an overlay. You don't have to sing it right now. Oh. Well, I heard myself tell myself to do something, and I did it. I'm sorry. I'm good, I'm good at following orders. Okay. Clearly, you're very obedient. Right. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Willie's <laughs> <laughs> Not actually an endorsement. No, um, but if you want to give me money for how amazing your weed is and how much <laughs> I told people about it, that would be aw- or no, fuck that. Just give me more. <laughs> oh my wow. god! So Colorado, everybody. 
I'm I'm a little bummed that we won't be able to talk about Doctor Strange until after uh, the holiday because that's coming out the number fourth, and it will have come yes. been out for a couple weeks by this point. Um, but and we, we just want to let mo- everybody know. Wait, we just want to let everybody know that like we we realize that we do a lot of these way after the movie comes out because of our recording schedule, but we like to think that we are actually giving you enough time to see it since everybody's got busy lives. But if you feel like we should be seeing them and doing it sooner, please let us know. If that bugs you, let us know. We talk about whether it bugs us or not, whether it bugs you guys or not, but we haven't heard anything from you guys about it whatsoever. So if you like it, cool. If you don't, mm. The only thing that we have heard, though, is that we we apparently talk about certain subjects like Star Wars and superhero movies a little much, but whatever. But that's also because they're in vogue, and yeah. no, frankly, we're it's not also what we're passionate about. about it. Yeah, you know, like we're all super passionate about the the topics that we pick because we like them. Yeah. So we're sorry that it our specific tastes that we like to beat to death like a horse aren't the same as yours. So as I was saying. Um, Sorry, Doctor Strange just, is a big deal. But weird. Wait, I also wait, 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 real quick. You just your the way you phrase that is that you like to beat horses to death, not beating no, dead horses. I do not. That's horrible. I actually like horses. Like I'll stomp the fuck out of a kitten. Fuck those assholes. But Whoa. I actually like horses. I would never do that. Okay, first of all, let's not kill any animals. Unless but you're... I eat them afterwards, and I use all of it for every. I make little pelts. I make <laughs> really. You make kitten pelts. <laughs> I make you kitten make pelts. Mittens. I use the intestines to you make a stew. Oh my god! That's... I use all of the animal, oh and god. it's only wild kittens. Feral kittens. Okay. Well, that, I guess that's... yeah. And I get tags for them in Colorado. You can get kitten tags. Okay. Okay. Can we so talk about kittens? Is right after elk season. Sean, so... you're terrible. And he's really fucking stunned. <laughs> can I? Can I talk? I think what I'm really the most have looked forward to is probably the most important films of the year. And that's the Trolls movie. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate you, Brian. I was like, holy shit, what is he talking about? I was like, holy fuck, what movie should I be like also anticipating? <laughs> it took him years to make the fucking Troll. Years! <laughs> now yeah, my collection is worth something again. That, okay, when are they making the fucking Beanie Babies movie? I need to make some money. Yeah, like seriously, why are they making a Trolls movie? Because like... Trolls haven't been popular since like 2000 or no, but 1998. I have like 17 of those fucking things. Yeah, you're telling me. But we have, so we have that, right? The week, right, was of last week, we had Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which I'm mm. super excited about. And then finally, more, I think also the day before Thanksgiving, we have Moana coming oh, up from Disney. Oh, I'm excited for that. And Bad Santa 2. Oh, God. Just yeah. in time for the holidays. And I, they got the same kid. They, I, they did? Yeah, That's the kid awesome. Is, but he's grown up-ish. I, I wasn't even able to sit through the first one. You what? have to really be in the mood. You know what I do? I play it when I'm taking down the Christmas tree. Mm. So then I don't feel as bad about Christmas being over. It's yeah. Really awesome. I just could not get into that movie. It's a super dark, fucked up movie, though. It's I mean, like, I usually like really dark and fucked up, but I couldn't. Like, do you find yourself not enjoying episodes of It's Always Sunny anymore? Oh, no. I love that show. Okay, so you're still dead inside, so you should yeah. eventually come around. Yeah. I mean, do do we have to go over the short film idea for the <laughs> census bureau taker in the zombie apocalypse? <laughs> but it apocalypse? was hilarious, though. It wasn't... <laughs> I mean, because I'm imagining that the, 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 the family in the back is getting murdered in, like, a slapsticky way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, they're hitting each other with pies, then lopping each other's heads off. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. Have you guys seen the trailer for Office Christmas Party at all? It's supposed to be got yes. Jason Bateman and Jennifer Aniston. Yes. Oh, no, I haven't seen that one. Yes. What's it about? It's, it's basically, like, the hangover 
except not like The Hangover where they don't know what happened, but it's sort of like one of those crazy party movies, but it's an office work party. Mm. Like shit just goes down constantly. So imagine super bad, but with adults who should be acting their age in an office party. It's like super bad and The Hangover with a dash of Die Hard. Or like Can't Hardly Wait. It's like Can't Hardly Wait with Chainsaws. (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) All right. Jesus. Yeah, doesn't everybody bring a chainsaw to the office? I'm sorry, Colorado is just so different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That's, dear Colorado, I love you. I'm inside you right now, so please don't leave me. I suppose if you're a lumberjack, you bring <laughs> a chainsaw so. to the office. Yep. I guess Yeah, so. they have hooks like that they hang them on, on the wall. Wait, what? What'd you say? Next to the water cooler. Oh, yeah. And where you punch in. Yeah, where you punch in. Yeah. They, they still punch in. They have to. <laughs> I had one job where we had that thing, and you had to line it up just so, or else it looked like shit. And they were like, dude, your time card looks like shit. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, digital punching Art, cards are way better. His name was Art. Fuck you, Art. You know who you are. <laughs> okay. Then. This episode is just done. Uh, this episode Happy was Thanksgiving, everybody. This episode was brought to you by Willie's Reserve. <laughs> Willie's Reserve. Jesus. Willie Nelson's got his own weed in Colorado, and it's ruining my life. Mr. Nelson. <laughs> Thanks to you, this episode had zero direction. <laughs> it's just, it's all Sean. Sean's it just in a great. happy place. I like the fucking way that we just sort of brainstormed the episode during the episode. <laughs> Yeah, except <laughs> trying to, to rein in an, a, an unprepared episode with Sean on weed is like trying to put wheels on a giant ball of cotton. Did you ever look at the back of a $20 bill on, on weed? weed. <laughs> I knew you were thinking that shit, too. <laughs> this guy in the bushes, does he got a gun? <laughs> Blue team, go. Blue team, go. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I think tonight I'm going to look up at the stars. On we, <laughs> you couldn't. It's a podcast. So you couldn't see me do John Stewart's head move, but it's, but it was there. <laughs> look it up on YouTube. It was there. Oh yeah. my god! Get out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any feedback. Go. Yeah. So so we don't have any feedback. <laughs> Fuck all of you for even <laughs> listening to this nonsense. You're terrible. You're less than nothing. What's keeping you here? Because I got no place else to go. (laughs) (laughs) Now, these babies tend to heat up, so you should only shoot in five or six second bursts. In the event of a takeover, I should disperse cyanide capsules capsules to be placed under the tongue, like so. Any questions? Um, Yeah. Why did you turn into a nut bar? (laughs) Wait, one more. Uh, He's like, I feel great, man. I feel great. I hate my father. I hate my life. But I feel great, man. Ha. I'm going to go pick a fight. <laughs> He's doing a lot better, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he talks to the roadie. And then yep. all you see next is, but the shopkeeper and his son, that's a different story altogether. And then Chris Rogers just looking mortified. <laughs> uh, Fantastic. Um, really, I, I need to execute a some very uh, a really heartfelt sense of uh, safety here because binge eating is killing so many people <laughs> and just the amount of carbohydrates you're about to take in in a couple of days is 
is probably the reason you're going to end up with type 2 diabetes. And right, I you're just... going to eat like six slices of pumpkin pie, dude. You are the pot calling the kettle an asshole. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I really need to execute some, you should really execute some caution. Perhaps make a spinach dish for Thanksgiving to go with it. And maybe hold back execute on the extra some caution, stuffing. Execute some family members. It's Thanksgiving. It gets tense. Go right ahead. Sarah, do you you have any Thanksgiving wishes? Fucked other than fuck turkeys. I mean, (laughs) motherfuck turkeys. I mean, like, like legitimately, the only thing I can think of is a counter to what you guys said and said, like, give some of your extra food to a homeless shelter, or why don't you go easy? Fuck that. (laughs) Give give them a spinach dish. I'm like, (laughs) I need a new case for my iPhone. Fuck that. Like, why'd you guys take it a little easy and maybe not eat so much this year? Because there are people who are starving. Yeah, I agree with that. Why Thank you, you Sarah. That was really, yeah. really, really eloquently put. Sean, what are your <laughs> things? Was, was that eloquent? <laughs> I don't think it was. Sean, Sean, I would like to tell you, what's your Thanksgiving wishes? All right, I'm going to bring it down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> execute your family, like you were saying. I want to take back what I said about executing your family. <laughs> I say... It's time to put away all the bullshit. Get rid of these useless labels and just say that incest is totally fine. <laughs> no, no, it's Fuck Akbar. No, it's not. Ak- I want you to bar the shit out of your family. No. <laughs> I want you to put a turkey leg up your mom's nope, butt. Nope, stop and it. it. Record out. scratch done. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Shut it down! <laughs> Shut it down! <laughs> All right, but maybe a cousin. Uh, if you're listening too. and you're you don't from have the FBI, to be immediate family, but a um, cousin. You can just cousins, fucking Instagram cousins. me, and I can send you Sean's address. Oh my no, god! No, fuck you, dude. All right, I take it all back. Stop. Do I have to be held accountable for this shit eventually? Yes. Nobody told me that. <laughs> <laughs> this shit's on the internet. It lives forever. Oh my god! You guys are putting this shit on the internet. <laughs> I thought we were just like burning CDs for our friends. <laughs> 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 I'm almost about to go Jeff Daniels Dumb and Dumber laugh. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, seriously? You guys are fucking. <laughs> you did that so perfectly. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, but seriously, you can totally fuck your family. Nope. No, Sean, stop it. it Sean, stop it. Right, stop it. You're sorry. done. You were you you were cut off, sir. This episode has what has fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> Roxy, Roxy, do you see what you've done? Come what back. What the to fuck us. happened? A Thanksgiving story. Roxy, <laughs> Roxy, we need you. You're like Rick in The Walking Dead. <laughs> you gotta get here so shit goes right, but I, I mean, I know probably a lot of people are gonna die. Death follows you so closely at all times, but oh, not you, Rick, but you're Rick. So I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my Rick, God, she's acting a bit more like more more like Glenn right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Spoilers. Spoilers. Oh, shit. If they hadn't seen it, they hadn't seen it. Fuck it. Too soon, Brian. So, Sarah, how can people complain a lot about this episode? (laughs) Well, uh, you can write to the FBI like Brian suggested. 
Um, but otherwise, if you want to go to nerdonomy.com, click that Talk to Us button and shoot us some feedback. Or you can hit us up on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, you can also leave us a voicemail. You can find that information on our website, nerdonomy.com. Or you can uh, write us a letter if you feel like it. Just let us know that you sent something to our P.O. box so we actually go check it out. Um, and <clears throat> Brian's distracting me by showing me <laughs> two pieces like two things of scotch tape like those scotch tape dispensers dan lazarus said i made a sex tape and he just positioned (laughs) two pieces of tape dispensers it says i made a sex tape and it's two tape dispensers that look like a 69 it looks like the number 69 dan lazarus man thank you we 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 should have him on nerds on film actually why'd you just interrupt sarah with that shit sorry that was just continue what you were saying. Sorry, I'm sorry. the one that interrupts people. <laughs> Bubble, I need to put like some plexiglass here so you don't constantly almost hit me in the face with your hand. <laughs> hey, Brian. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting Brian. <laughs> continue, Sarah. Oh, okay. Blue Apron Theater acting <laughs> Vanessa. <laughs> 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 because it's true um (laughs) anyway um you can also give us a review on itunes by doing so um uh it will help keep us relevant in the charts and help uh, other people find our podcast so that would be fantastic to help spread the word of nerd like a bird turd indeed and if this was your first episode um we're so sorry go back go go back and listen to a couple of our other ones before this or or if this is your first episode and you're like where the fuck is this podcast been Tell us so we can do this a lot because it was a lot of fun. We need Roxy, though, but this whole, like, fuck everything approach (laughs) is awesome. Then it would have to change the title. According to Willie's Reserve. It would have to be, like, nerds (laughs) that are sometimes talking about film, but not always. Nerds on... Big parentheses. off. No Nerds on Wine and occasionally who talk about things that are topical. Film. (laughs) Yeah. Let's call it Nower. Nerds on Willie's Reserve. I'll yeah. send some to you guys. Uh, no, I want to Wait till just, after the election, because maybe you won't have to worry about I that. I want to just go ahead and clarify, though, just for the sake of my own posterity here, that I do not partake. This no, is, she doesn't. It's all Sean, who is enjoying Because her that. job won't let her. No, it's just that I even before, I, I just don't. I'm not Back interested. when you used to grow it, you didn't even smoke it? What? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Spreading lies about me? <laughs> Jesus. Sean, what if I run for office one day? Jesus. Done to death by slanderous tongues. So. Who am I kidding? With this podcast, I'd never be able to run for office. Anyway. Please, this podcast is all a bunch of munch ado about nothing. So. Anyway. Wow. Uh, thank you, Sarah. <laughs> and uh, guys, happy Thanksgiving. It is that time. So until we meet again, stay nerdy. And tune into our next exciting episode. Same nerd time. Same nerd channel. Nerdonomy.com. Bye. Peace. Later. And roll credits. And now, famous movie quotes you should not say during sex. That's a nice haircut. Did you do it yourself?